see from where we left off last night. The idea that, as opposed to the mindset of other religions, that they're on a mission to try and convert the whole world to their way of thinking, to their, their belief system, we find that the Torah is not like that. On the contrary, there wasn't an expectation. And we started to discuss the reasons for why it is like that. So we saw, the first reason is, a man-made religion, so the strength that it has is the amount of people who accept it. There's nothing else. And therefore, the more that someone can convince, whether it's going to be by force or by any other reason, more people to accept what a person wants to tell them, make them believe, so that gives a certain basis, so to speak, to the religion. Whereas when it's a, when the understanding is it's not a man-made invention, it's something which is coming from a Kaddish Barufu. So the amount of people involved doesn't, so to speak, impress Hashem. It doesn't give more of a, a, a MS in his eyes if there could be more people or less people who are accepting the MS. And this was a, a point often brought up in the arguments between the Christians and the Rishonim, again and again. And that is they always wanted to try and prove that their religion is right based on the amount of adherence it had. Right? They even brought the principle of the Torah that we go after a majority or whatever it's going to be. But what's the proof that it's true? Why? Because you see how many people accept it. And therefore, yes, if, it's a, if that's what's needed in order to give the religion, so to speak, its authenticity or its claim for authenticity, so then the amount is going to be that if the more people accept it and if everybody accepts it, so then that proves it's true. There's a famous story with Rodionis Naibeshitz when he was a small boy, he was seven or eight years old, so he was known to be a super genius. And uh, the local nobleman in the city he lived in wanted to meet him. So he invited him to come to meet him in his palace by himself. And in those times, if the local you know, duke, whatever he was, sends an invitation, it's more of an order than an invitation. Okay, so Irvinison comes to this castle, and the duke had told all his servants, I want you all to you know, just hide in your rooms, wherever it is, so that you don't meet this boy when he comes to talk to me. Okay. So, the first thing is, Yenison was then a small boy. He comes to the castle, and the duke wants to see how, how long is it going to take him to find the duke's room. There'll be no one to ask questions to, there'll be no one to, to direct him. Okay, so he's standing behind the curtains watching to, like, to see when he comes in. So he sees Ravienson, uh, yeah, who's then a young boy, walk, uh, walk up, look up at the, at the castle, walk inside, and a minute later there's a knock on the door. So, he, so there he is. So he says, how did you find me? Who told you where I was? He said, no one told you. No one told you. I didn't see anybody. So he says, how do you know which room to come to? So he says, very simple. I understood that if you didn't tell me where to come to, it's because you don't want, you're trying to hide from me. So when I came to class, I looked up and I saw which wind, which room had the curtains shut. And so that's where you're watching from. So that's where I came to. Okay. So the Jew asked him, but let's say you would have met one of my servants. What would you have done? So he said, I would have asked him. I would have asked him where to go. So he said, and if the servant would have told you to go to a different room, so what would you have done? And he said, unless there was one servant, unless you asked all my servants, they all told you to go to a different room, what would you have done? So he said, I would have listened to them. I wouldn't know, I would have listened to them. So that's what the Jew wanted. 
So he said to me, that's the case, that if so many people are telling you that uh, they believe in Christianity as being a true religion, so why don't you why don't you follow them? They're all telling you what to do. They're all telling you a certain direction. So Vianneson told him, he said, but now that I know where you are, if all the people have told me to go to another room, I wouldn't have listened to them. It's not a suffolk anymore. This is the same thing. If we don't have a suffolk, we know where Kaddish Prophet is, so everyone can say what they want. It's not going to make a difference. This is just a very simple answer. And again, Vianneson was a small boy then, but the idea is true. And the concept is that to prove something's true because how many people are keeping it isn't a riot. Except in, in the eyes of a, in a man-made religion that does have a certain, people think that that proves a fact because you see how many people accept it. Right? Today it's not so much a war of religion, but if you're going to talk about it in politics, it's the same thing. Right? Does it prove a person's policies are right because more people vote for him or because he's more supporters? Not necessarily. Right? But, but in, a, in a man-made concept, then there is a strength in more people supporting it. Which is the way the Khazari thought also. And like we said, from Hashem's perspective, it doesn't make a difference. He doesn't need big numbers. There's a famous Tom's radio, which is always brought down. And then Yohan Novi tells one of them, to know him, he says, if there was even only one Black Nishta, one community, where everybody was a Tarikoma, Hashem could bring Moshe for that. And it's the same idea. Hashem doesn't need big numbers. It doesn't make a difference to him. Like he tells Flash of themselves in the Midbar. I tell him, I'm you the smallest of the nations. And therefore, the fact that there, there are people who are doing Avodah Hashem in the world, that's enough. If it's more or it's less, that doesn't make it more right because it's bigger. So that's the first level. The second level of this, this understanding, we said the level of Kiddush Hashem. The level of Kiddush Hashem. And that is, if the whole world would accept Hashem, it would make a much bigger Kiddush Hashem, as we spoke about yesterday, it's true. And in the, in the end, they will. In the end, they will. Hashem doesn't need it to happen now because, like, like we said yesterday, to enforce, to force people, so to speak, we just take away Bechir. There'd be no point in that. But there's another depth here as well. And this is Chazal first, and the Chazal say that a person has a limited li- life to lead. A person doesn't live forever. And therefore, if there are things he wants to happen, he's got to hurry up and, get, and try and accomplish it in his lifetime. Right? So if a person has whatever grandiose plans he has of promoting his religion, or whatever he wants to promote, so he has to force people to do it now because he doesn't have a limited time. And the Midrash says, He has all the time in the world. And therefore, yes, the world will come to that stage where everyone will recognize him. There's nothing that, no one's running away. No one's going anywhere. And Baruch can do things when he wants to do it. He doesn't have to make it happen now. And that's always the, the second point. That's... Uh, it's true that there would be a Kiddush Hashem when the whole world recognizes him. The world will get there. That's the point. The world, the world will get there. It doesn't have to be right now. Okay, and therefore, it's just, even though the Kazari says it's so to speak unfair that the Torah wasn't, so to speak, given to the nations in a way which would convince them also to join. It wasn't made accessible to them as easily. They weren't given profits the same way. The Kazari says it's true. The reason for that was because Hashem didn't intend it for you. He didn't need you for what he wanted, and he didn't intend it for you. But now, that's the, that's the first, the answer, so to speak, to the Khazari's complaint, if you want to call it that. Now, there's another point. And that is, there's, the, now we get to the more spiritual reason. The Chacham is going to explain why it's like that. Why it's like that. And before we read what he says, let's just say, outside the Yisraeli is going to say. And that is, why didn't, doesn't Hashem make the Torah accessible, so to speak, to all the nations of the world? The answer is 
is because they don't have the capacity to do what the Torah wants them to do. And it's not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. This is the same thing that Kuzari himself, the Chachacham said earlier. He's explaining himself better now. And he says, when Hashem gave the Jewish people the Torah, He gave them a second gift as well. He gave them the Neshama. And the Neshama is a means to connect to spirituality. A means to connect to Hashem. And together with the Torah, what they got was also the Neshama. As this high level, so to speak, of spiritual connection. And therefore, by keeping the Torah, it primes the person and connects, he connects more, so to speak, to Hashem. Whereas the non-Jews who weren't given that gift of a neshama, if that's the case, they keeping the midst of the Torah, it's true, it's beneficial. It's true, it's, a, it's, a, it's good for them. But is it going to make develop them the same way as strengthen the connection to Hashem? It's not going to do that because there isn't that connection point, so to speak, it's missed, the, which, in order, which connects us, which connects us to Hashem. Now, the, the Kuzari is going to explain it in his words. Rezeshim will see that still. But I want to first explain it uh, the way I'm used to explaining it, which is what the Nefesh Chaim explains it. And that is, what is the concept of the Neshama? What is the concept of the Neshama? So this is what the Zara says about that Yisrael v'arais of a Kuchibrich Chadu. It is a point where HaKadosh Baruch the Torah and Kaisha will connect. And what it means is really that there's the point which Hashem gave Klai Yisrael to, to connect to Him, that's the Torah. That's, for, from Hashem's point of view, is giving us Torah. Hashem has to give us something that from our point of view we could connect to Him. Right? If you want to connect two points, so there has to be a two-way, so to speak, a two-way connection, a two-way interaction. So Mitzal Echad Hashem gives us the Torah, and that's the way that he connects to us. Mitzal Hashem, Hashem to give us something to connect to him. And what did he give us? He gave us a Nisham. And the Nisham is our way of connecting to him. It comes together with the Torah. There's a lot of... So by learning Torah, we understand so it's better. That's what Hashem is giving us. What are we giving him? How we can we becoming return in return coming closer to him? So it's not a serious nefesh, but it's the point which through which we can grow, we can become more kaddish. Uh, it's the spiritual side of a person which, as which it gets more develop, developed, which he can develop, which he has to develop, and as it gets more developed, so we matter, we we connect more to Hashem from our point of view. We ask him, we say this every day when you say in the Twitter of the daily Twitter. We say, Hashem was not on a terrace MS, the Chaya Oyla not a Besicheno. What's this Chaya Oyla which is not a Besicheno? Something else. Hashem gave us a Torah. Besides that, the Chaya Oyla, the connection to eternal life, He planted inside us. What's that? So, in Vosh this is talking about the Neshama. Right? There was something inside of us which connects us to something beyond the confines of the physical. Chaya Oyla. Similarly, when you say in the Yom Tov Davini, we say, we, we're talking about the gifts Hashem gave us. So we say, that's all, this is all the preamble to Matan Torah. He loved us, and therefore, we say two things. The one thing is, and then, means, you brought us close to you. You brought us close, how does Hashem bring us close to Him? He gave us a Torah, so to speak. That's what he gives us. There's a second point here. 
v'kerevtanu. Hashem brings us close to Him. That's in the Shama. We see this in the Haggadah. This is interesting. There's a Meiri. In the Rosh of the Haggadah, which is very important in the Mishnah of Sachim, the Meiri explains this. He said also. We say, "Mitchila oiv davarizar haya v'seinu v'achshav kervanu hamakom navidosli." That's the Rosh of the Haggadah. Originally, our ancestors were idol worshippers, but now Hakadosh Baruch Hu brought us close to Him. How does He bring us close to Him? So he explains that's the neshama. Yeah, he says in his words, he doesn't call it neshama. He says that's that kayach which Hashem gives a person to miskayach to him, which it wasn't there before. And therefore, there's an Indian, there's a reason why Hashem wants the Jewish people to keep the Torah because it's going to have a spiritual effect also. Right? When we keep the Torah, so then mimela we're going to become more kaddish. We're going to connect to Hashem in a higher level. And that's what Hashem wants. Whereas. Pardon me for the example, but it's not very different to the Kazari's own example, and that is, if we would train, let's say, an animal to work a certain, do a certain job, so you could be trained. Maybe an animal could be trained with enough practice to, to act a certain way. Is it going to do something on the emotional level of the animal? No. You just train him to be a sentry, you train him to carry a tray, you train him to do a job. It's, it's just, you make him do actions that doesn't have an effect. Right? And then to a higher level, it's the same idea. Right? To force the goyim to keep the Torah might force him to act a certain way. Is it going to have the, the point of what Hashem wants the Torah to do? It's not. They don't have the capacity for that. They don't have the neshama, which is going to become more kodesh to keeping Torah. And therefore, Hashem doesn't need it. The, the, like we said, those mitzvahs which, which are there in order to create a society which people can live in. Hashem is Yes, the goyim are instructed in as well. But those mitzvahs, which the point of the mitzvah is to generate kedusha. Why is the mukhir to keep that? A lot of the mitzvah general is not even allowed to keep. It's, it's pointless. He doesn't. It's not going to have the effect on him which the mitzvah is meant to have. Whether it's Shabbos, whether it's learning Torah, whether it's the mitzvah of kiddushin before marriage, whether it's the mitzvah of bris milah, whether it's the mitzvah of keeping kashrus, all the mitzvahs which the point of the mitzvah is kedusha. It's meant to elevate us as people. It doesn't speak to God. It's not going to make a difference to them. Why? Because this is the point. The Torah comes with the neshama. The the, the what Hashem gives to us. Enables us to, so to speak, come back in return, come closer to Him. And just like the guy never received the Torah, they never received that capacity to give to to elevate themselves either. What the Kuzari is going to call this is the Indian hierarchy, the spiritual nature of a person. That's the the, the language he uses for it. But in, in, he says in slightly different words, but it's the same principle. And that is that the goyim don't have this Indian hierarchy. They don't have the spiritual capacity that the Torah is going to have an effect on them. And then he wants to prove this. And he says, you see that the nature of the Jewish people is that they were always looking to try and reach the Dargov Nebo. They were always coming to, uh, trying to elevate themselves to the ability to be able to interact on that level with Hashem, that much more closely. And therefore, Vedah, anyone would meet the Navi, Vesham would vibe that here he says, I like him, which was said from Hashem. Mishchadeshes leiruchnius, benifrad yiminoi, b'tzchus hanefesh, v'shtoyke kusana madregas ahem, v'idavkei v'anova v'tayro. The effect it had on the Jewish people when they heard Hashem speak, just like the Apostle says in Shashirim, nafshi yatsu b'dabra, and Hashem wanted to leave our body, so to speak, to connect to Hashem. So anytime, this is the Chiddush of the Kuzari, anytime a person heard a Navi speak, it would have the same effect on people. They would, they would yearn to, so to speak, connect to that as well. And this is the next 
at this point he's going to introduce. We'll see by the next year, but in the meantime, he says, you want to understand what we call Adam Abba. You can see it in this world. The fact that a person wants to connect to something of a spiritual nature, right, and when he's exposed to such a thing, so that's, that's, that's what he wants. That's what he's prepared to give up everything else for. So you see that there's a something deeper within the Jewish person that connects to that, that wants to connect. And that defines the, the element that the Torah can give to a person which he can wake up to and reciprocate, so to speak. Whereas no, he doesn't have that. Emotion. Where we feel it the most, maybe, is the end of Yom Kippur. We come to end of Yom Kippur, so then, yes, there's a certain condition that a person feels. A certain condition in the sense that, yes, it's a long fast, and yes, the person's feeling weaker physically, but they feel a certain elevation, a certain closeness, a certain added measure of ruchnis that they don't normally feel. The, the kayak of the mitzvah, on the one hand, inspires the person to mis, to mis, to mis- him to that. Those non-Jews, who are part of their religious services is, is to fast. The dogma. Uh, the Muslims fast Ramadan. So it's not just one day, it's like 30 days in a row, whatever it is. Right? But the fast isn't structured to bring us others, to make me feel more spiritual. It's a fast, it's an instruction, it's a law of the religion, like uh, any other law of religion. And it doesn't end in a crescendo, it doesn't come to a high point that, uh, let's say, a fast that we have, your keeper's meant to bring us to. It doesn't have that capacity, it doesn't have that ability. And therefore he's going to say that uh, th- that's where you see, that this goes back to explain better what he said right at the beginning of the Sefer, the intrinsic difference between Kaisal and the Goyim. The intrinsic difference is that the Kaisal have this added khush, this added ability, this added element of ability to connect to Ruchnias. And now he's saying it from Hashem's point of view. That's why Hashem is interested in us. He gives us the Torah because it's going to do something for us. Mashiach and the Goyim who were never given that. So yes, you can enforce them to keep whatever precepts you want. You can force them to act a certain way. But the the, the deeper point, the underlying side, and that is Kikotishani, the person should become more close to HaKadosh Baruch that's not going to happen. And if that's the case, Hashem doesn't really have an Indian in making people do things with, with, for, for, for just for the point of the action. The underlying soil which is going to be, is missing. And now we're going to the next point. Just in the next year, Be'ez Hashem, this isn't just what a person can gain here from doing mitzvahs, from learning Torah. Really, this is, a, this is the gateway to Elam Abba. And he's going to explain that. We'll see next time. At this same Yisrael, this is going to explain the concept of why Dafka call Yisrael Yeshlim Chalik Elam Abba. They have a connection. They have a shaykhus. They have a, a, a way of elevating themselves to the spiritual reality which we're going to explain, which is called Elam Abba.